Welcome back to another episode of Watching the Game. And today we have huge news. I'm your host, Hawda Isa, joined by Idris Mohamed Kadaimi and uh, special guest, Anthony Kof, today. And we're here to talk about the huge bombshell trade that just happened a couple hours ago in the NBA. James Harden sent to the Nets in a four-team trade. What are you guys' immediate thoughts about this? Um, well, I would say that was not expected. I mean, they were saying he was probably going to go to the Sixers, and then suddenly he was going to the Nets. So <laughs> that was surprising. And then um, the fact that he's going to the Nets and, like, the super team that we've been talking about for a while is actually happening. I mean, if the Nets don't win, don't win at all, then that's a huge failure. One hundred percent. You look at what they, you what they gave in terms of like now players. They only gave up. They only gave up Karis Levert and Jared Allen. I thought they'd have to give up maybe Joe Harris as well. And they also gave up Kurks, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, so my thoughts, immediate immediate winner, obviously, obviously the Nets because they got James Harden. But listen, you might think I'm a little biased, but I think the Cavs are a winner in this as well. I don't. We get Jared, I don't know we get how Jared, Allen, Jared Allen. Did they even give anything? I think they gave like a Milwaukee we first gave, round pick. We gave Dante Exum and a Milwaukee first round pick to the Rockets. For Joe Allen and Tony Prince. Yeah, so I love like this trade for the Nets. That's a huge steal. I, I, I feel like the Nets could have found trade. a way to fit it without getting rid of Joe Allen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a big loss. I mean, they have yeah. very little depth now. Very little. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Kyrie, Harden, Durant, and then... Who is it? TLC? Joe Harris, As Jeff four? Green, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, yeah, Joe Harris. Joe, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan. And then, Prince got traded to the Cavs, too. Yeah, yeah. So they'll still have Landry Shamit, Bruce Brown. They're going to be thin. Oh, they'll still have Jeff Green. Oh. It's not the worst, but it's just like the whole thing about this down. year was oh, they have killer depth. Now they just traded all that depth for a third star, which if it works, it works. Well, the thing is, right, but people saying it's not going to work, I completely disagree. Because cause we saw, like, last year, it was literally AD, LeBron, and a bunch of, I don't want to say bums, but bums. And they ended up winning the chip. So star power definitely matters. Yeah, Role players, depth doesn't as matter as much if you have undeniable star power, and that's what... The Nets now have with Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin. The last couple insane. of years with the Warriors, they didn't have that much depth. They were just literally Ky- KD, Steph, and Clay, and Draymond. And I mean, a word and for bunch that. of really randoms. They had Willie Cauley Stein, uh, again, Kavon Looney. Crazy stuff. Uh, and then another part of the trade Oladipo went to the Rockets for Levert. Yeah, so Levert going that. to the Pacers, actually, and Oladipo to the Rockets. That's that also that, like at least the Nets Harden thing we knew was possibly happening. That came out of nowhere. 
That one, I don't, well, it makes no sense for me. Actually, I don't know. Has how has all people been playing this year? Because no, to be honest, I haven't been, I haven't been checking in on him this year. I mean, the Pacers have actually been playing well. He's been playing like decent, twenty points per game. Um, forty-two percent from the field, thirty-six percent from three. He's been playing decent, but not. You know, he hasn't not been amazing. that um all-star player he was from a couple years ago. Interesting. So maybe the maybe the 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 Rockets are banking on him returning the form. Uh, I think this is just a full rebuild now for the Rockets. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, they want to shed salary, probably move on, you know, do all that. So, I'm hearing T- Tucker is probably on the move now as well. I mean, it would make sense, but this yeah. just makes the wall Westbrook trade look really weird in hindsight. Um, for both teams. Oh, yeah, definitely. For both teams, honestly. Because um, you got a freaking Wizards with two wins over here. And giving everybody COVID, bro. I don't think they're testing. The way they're testing daily. Like, there's no way they're actually, like, testing. Because literally all the COVID cases in the NBA tracks back to the playing the uh, the Wizards. <laughs> Their tests probably aren't accurate at all. all right. um, in terms of the Pacers, switching out Oladipo for Levert, it might be a slight downgrade in the very short term. But Levert is two or three years younger. Um, we saw him thrive in the bubble last year when he was basically the main guy. And um, I think Levert he's also under in... contract for two more years, whereas Oladipo needs an, is going to be a free agent after this season. Levert, Brogdon, Sabonis, I like that. Like If they keep that big three together for a few years, get it to mesh, and they go... I don't know. I don't know a championship, but I think they can constant be constantly in the discussion to compete. It's weird because the Pacers have been playing well. They're seven and three right now. So making the trade like of this magnitude when you're doing that well, it's kind of weird. Definitely odd, yeah. But I mean, the Pacers have been making some low key nice moves lately, so. I think this could pay off in the end. For the Rockets, um, I don't know if they're going to be like, I feel like everyone will want out. They'll have be, to like completely start from scratch. They're going to be rebuild mode. I could see Oladipo. they got to be rebuild mode. No. I could see Oladipo just leave in free agency right away. I think, I don't think, could, could they trade Oladipo now that they have him? I don't know if the rules Before the trade deadline. Uh, if they could, if they could, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think he would demand, request a trade. I think he try and ball out on like a bad team, or like on what presumes to be becoming a bad team in the Rockets, and then try and get a decent contract on the off season. But Wall is probably going to demand a trade now. Maybe Boogie. I mean, the thing about Wall, it's it's a bad situation. It's like... 100%. Going, the Rockets are... At least, like, the, now, are, are, sure, have the picks and all, and that's good at least, but... The Rockets are going to be bad for a while. And it's not it's not going to be like um the last team that 
traded a bunch of picks with the Nets when the Celtics, even the Celtics, they were bad for a while. But eventually, yeah, they were bad for a couple of years. But the, that trade, no, it doesn't come. In my opinion, does not compare to this trade anyway, shape or form. Because that was for like a thirty-four-year-old or thirty-plus-year-old Kevin Garnett, thirty-plus-year-old, uh, says Paul Pierce, yeah. right? Yeah, so I, and I, they, uh, yeah, I'm with. I don't think it compares at all. Yeah, and the Rockets, like, I don't. I wouldn't trust them to make the moves that the Celtics eventually did. That got them to. Oh, right say, now. yeah. So, yes. I would say. The biggest winner of the trade is, even though they gave up a lot of depth, the Nets, of course. Obviously. I mean, you obviously got to say the, the winner because they got the best player in the trade, so you got to say. Yeah, and then Cavaliers are also a winner because, you know, I mean, they basically threw in what assumes to be like uh, 28th pick, 29th pick, 30th pick. From the Bucks. Exum and a late, and a late future Exum pick. Who, whatever. Problem with the Cavs is that they keep accumulating big man after big man after big man. It's I don't think you understand. At this point, I'm, if I'm Kobe Altman, I'm literally calling every single team in the association and saying, "Hey, if you Venmo me twenty five cents, I'll trade you. I'll trade you Andre Drummond. Like, send me a bag of chips, and you can have Andre Drummond. That's that's what I'm doing if I'm Kobe Altman right now." Honestly, same with Kevin Love. Trade both of them. I don't think we need either of them. I like what I like what Javale's done so far this year. I definitely do not like what uh, what Drummond's done so far this year. He needs to accept his role. Like, thinks he's thinks he's Michael Jordan. He thinks he's Joel Embiid. Mm, yeah, but he like, he's like a, he's a Joel Embiid type player, but he's really not. That's, that's his problem. He needs to just accept his role. Yeah, I feel you, but, I mean, in the end, the Cavs, they're still, like, you know, trying to figure out who they are exactly. Anyway. Yeah, transition, yeah. Um, obviously, loser, Rockets, anytime you trade away the best player. Oh, 100%. And I don't think the Oladipo move makes that much sense or will work out. My opinion, it's a side grade. That's that's probably what it's closest to a side grade. I mean, at least like Levert, you get Levert. He's younger. He's under contract. Oladipo, he's a little older, and he'll just bolt. True. It's True. weird. And then Pacers, I would, I don't know if I would call them a winner. I wouldn't call them a loser though. They're like fifty. I call them neutral. Yeah, yeah, 50, neutral like, right now. We'll have to see. Maybe Levert fits in better with them. But I feel like they were always never... I feel like actually Oladipo always seemingly was going to leave. Like they never agreed to a contract. There were those trade rumors last year. Mm -hmm. So it made sense to trade him in the end. You see uh, people on Twitter are like... Are like uh, Screw it, just trade Bradley Beal over to the Lakers, let the best trio win. <laughs> oh LeBron, AD, and I mean, Beale. the Nets are the new hated team in the NBA. Oh, 100%. Because we're all going into this season, oh, so much parody. Year of the, uh, 
so many like good teams. You don't know who's coming out of where, and then and then they go and get a freaking super team again. And the funny thing is, it's like it's not just the fact that it's that it's a big three. It's those three guys specifically. It's like. KD, everyone right. started hating him when he went to the Warriors. Kyrie, everyone hates his antics. Um, and Harden, <laughs> and just, Harden and also people, people started to hate on because he seems like a lazy guy or something. Yeah. Especially so like this the is definitely, OKC, This is 100% is going to be the most hated team in the NBA. It's like the OKC big three from back then on crack. It's very weird. Something like that. I think we've covered all the bases. Alright, uh, let's move on to our last segment. Uh, divisional weekend picks. Uh, the first game, the Rams, six-seeded Rams at the top-seeded Packers. Go, go Rams, baby. I want to pick, I really want to pick the Rams, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean... I think I, I might actually, I think I genuinely believe in the Rams. I mean, the best defense in the league. My problem is without Bakhtiari. Um, if Goff's thumb isn't annoying him, and they have a great run game, I could, I could see the Rams winning like twenty-three to twenty. Mm-hmm. Like a very close game. My thing is, this year it's been. Can you? You stop Devontae and then let every like all, let all the other Packer weapons beat you, and they have just the guy for that. They have uh, Ramsey that can shut him down, and then you have Donald who can generate almost instant pressure. Boyd coming off the edge. They have the, they have the, uh, other... thrives against the Packers. True, that is true. Who's uh, who's the other guy? The dude that got the pick six. Darius Williams. Like, He's broken out yeah. this year. He's broken out as well. So they have two like really good corners, a really good like the best player in football, in Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, who's who's really good against the Packers and just pretty good. Uh, anyone's gonna be good with Aaron Donald. So, uh, I I think I might actually pick the Rams. The only like kind of weaker part of the Rams defense, the linebacking core, it's not great. Inside linebackers, at least, but I mean, D line, so edge, secondary has all been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like you said, Key's shutting down um, Devontae Adams and staying disciplined on the play action specifically. Because yeah. apparently, the Rams, if there's one thing the Rams struggle with a little, it's play action, and the Packers have been the best play action team on the year. Because all their stuff looks the same. You can never tell whether it's a run or a pass. They sell the fix really well. It's actually insane. But I will <laughs> take the upside here. Very close game. I think. This is totally not our Packer hate bias kicking in. To- totally. Definitely not. It's not like... <laughs> we no, I didn't really believe they can win. There's Danny, right? <laughs> Uh, second game of the weekend on Saturday. Uh, the fifth seeded Ravens two seeded Bills. Game of the year candidate, right here in my opinion. I love it. I love this matchup. If they match up, I think they both match up very well. 
two good defenses, two good offenses. Honestly, I don't know what it's going to come down to. They're saying it might snow, so in that case, it may come down to the one game. Yeah, and the Bills aren't that good in the long game, so. Bills don't have a very good run game. Baltimore could use a better pass game. They're going to need um, Marquise Brown to play another great game like he did last week. Yeah. Um, the thing is with these teams, uh, it'll be either high scoring, the offenses are clicking, the defense can't. The defenses can't get a stop, or it's going to be very low scoring, and the defenses will take control of the game. I can't. I can't see it being like a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game, regardless. Yeah. Um. I think if it's a, I think if it's a close game, like running the ball, position, field position battle, I think the Ravens pull it out. But if it's like a high scoring game, I think the Bills, because that pass game is a lot better. So I would say that. The Ravens, deep secondary, they have some of the best corners in the league. I think they can do enough on the Bills receivers so that Josh Allen can't go off on them. And then their front stop, Derrick Henry, last week. They should have no issues stopping um, Devin Singletary this week. The X factor is Josh Allen's legs. He's going to have to use his legs more in this game. And then I would say on the other side of the ball... Um, the Ravens should have no problems running the ball, and yeah, they should have no problems running the ball. So I would say I would venture to say because the Ravens' defense is a little better, is well not a little better actually they've been decently better this year. I would say the Ravens win twenty to seventeen. I'm gonna stick with my boy Jalen, man. I'm going 31-24 Bills. I think the Ravens would prefer, like, the faster game where they're pounding the ball, running the ball a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe force the Bills to try running, but it won't work. So I will take the Ravens. Lamar Jackson will beat Josh Allen. Well, this is huge, this game. He's the superior quarterback. I think this should be the best game in the league. Yeah, 100%. I agree. All right. Um. Then on to the Sunday games. Um. First, the Browns play at Kansas City. Succeeded Browns at top seeded Kansas City. You know the Browns last week. They didn't have Stefanski. They didn't have Denzel Ward, Kevin Johnson. They still beat the Steelers. That's insane. They don't have their. They didn't have their two starting corners, and they still beat the Steelers. And they didn't have the head coach. I will and say they, they, they got ahead by, like, freak plays, though, you know? I mean, the very True. first play of the game, snap over the head. That's not – that shouldn't happen. At least that's that's flukish. That's flukish, yeah, yeah. But the rest of the game, was st- they still controlled it the rest of the way. Forced bad into three interceptions. So, even with Denzel Ward coming back, the Browns secondary is a weakness. And uh-huh. – of course, they have to go against Patrick Mahomes. I can see him winning this game, but I don't think I. I don't think it's. Does that make sense? If they want to win, if they want to win the game, they need to get the ball first. 
They need to get a long drive, like a long running drive. Run, run, run. Yeah, seven to eight minute type drive. Yeah, like limit how often the Chiefs have the ball so that your secondary isn't exposed so much. And you need to turn out these long drives, running the ball. They they can have they should have success. Um, they should have success running the ball on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. At the top, the run, is kind the of top three rushing attack versus a defense that's good but not great. Yeah. I don't think Baker will have a great game. I think it'll be fine. The thing is, the way that team is built with that one game, they don't need Baker. They just need him to not have a bad game. Yeah. They need him. Don't don't make the turnover. Don't throw an interception. Don't fumble. Just play the game. Take what the defense is giving you. Yeah, and then um, if if they're not able to get into that game plan, they're gonna need a like, or even if they are, they're gonna need a huge game from Miles Garrett. Oh yeah. To protect the secondary. <laughs> Um, still, even outlining all of this, I think they're too overmatched by Kansas City. Yeah. I would say Kansas City wins 31-21. to I'd say... Oh, 31-23. I think they scored just a little, a little bit more. Interesting. Right, and then the final game, uh... Fifth seeded Buccaneers at the two seeded Saints. Uh, early in the year, the Saints beat or week one, the Saints beat them thirty four to twenty three, and then week eight, nine, something like that, they beat they them the thirty eight to three <laughs> in Tampa. Uh, this game is going to be in New Orleans. I want. I say it's very hard for a team to beat another team three times in one year. Yeah, I was. It, it's so difficult to beat the same team three times a year. But, and I, actually, I should also preface and say, like, what's it called? The Saints struggled putting the Bears away last week. Uh, the Buccaneers did pretty well against Washington's defense, but they also let Taylor Heineke make it a Go game. Off. Yeah. So I don't know what to think. I think this will be the closest game they played all year, for sure. Hundred percent. Thing is, I don't know. I'm hoping that the Saints come out with some like with intensity, with desperation, because I think, um, I think, like, they everyone knows this is this is Drew Brees' last year. This is this is Drew Brees' last year. And honestly, in my opinion, this year is Super Bowl or bust. I don't. I mean, the, the cap. I mean, everyone thinks he's gonna retire. Like this. this he's he's, he's gone. This is Super Bowl or bust. The negative ninety million in cap. Drew Brees is retiring after this year. If they don't win a Super Bowl this year, like you failed. They failed. And it's like a possibility. They don't know what they're doing at QB next year. They're getting older, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're still very good. They'll be good next year, but it won't be, like, this good. This is their last actual opportunity. Unless, like, unless Taysom Hill becomes amazing or they keep Jameis Winston at a discounted price, but I doubt it. But we'll get to that later. I mean, Brady versus... Uh, their whole situation is another, t- is another day. 
Brady will have a much easier time being able to throw. They won't be able to run on New Orleans. They won't. Um, mm-hmm. I won't. If Devin White's back, it'll be hard for the Saints to run on the Buccaneers, but I think it'll be easier for them than for the Buccaneers to run on the Saints. And so they need that because Breeze can barely than... throw down the field. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, the Saints, the Saints want to make sure they win. They need to get bum cd deuce chauncey gardner johnson whatever his name is to get evans out of the game evans has beef with beef with him and Lattimore, so it could happen that dude this is literally all he's good for getting in people's heads like hi you know that's his only purpose he's bad just don't let him get in your head it's a weapon that has worked though unfortunately yeah all right but so I would say in this game is going to be one in the trenches. And as long as the Saints can pressure uh, Tom Brady, which I think they will. I think they'll pressure him more than the Buccaneers will pressure Breeze. I think the Saints will win 27-24. I'm taking a low-scoring game. I'm going to take... Take the Saints 17-14. I think it'll be more of a defensive battle. Yeah, I could see that. But Because the Saints defense is extremely good. And the Saints offense... Um, the Saints offense can't push the ball downfield. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, it should be a very exciting divisional round incoming. I think that's that's all we have for today. Wrap up now. So, um, thank you for coming in today, and uh, we will be back with you next week. Have a good one.